0: Boys and girls, your attention, please. Presenting a new exciting radio program featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality. Faster than an airplane, more powerful than a locomotive, impervious to bullets.
1: Up in the sky, look, it's a
2: bird, it's a plane, it's Superman!
3: And now, Superman. Superman. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of Superman. This will present episodes 7 through 12, which are essentially part 2 of the first story of the Superman um, radio show. Uh, These first 18 or so episodes are all kind of connected together, but there's like sub-stories inside of the story. So it's kind of weird, these first number of episodes. After that, they become very distinct six-episode arcs or 12-episode arcs. Uh, It was presented originally as three episodes per week. Last time I called it week one, but it was really week one and two, so I've changed how I'm doing that. I'm now calling it story. So this is going to be story 1.2, which means it's the second part of the first story. Uh, of Superman. Uh, it'll become less confusing as we go, for sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, it, it turned out to be my most, one of my most popular shows. Actually, I think the most popular show last week, uh, maybe tied with Gildersleeve, uh, my two new shows, became my most two most popular shows, which is pretty cool. So anyway, I hope you're going to enjoy this wonderful episode of Superman. Uh, this week, I'm presenting episodes that are in pretty good sound quality, I uh, found a bunch of episodes that are in great sound quality that I'll be presenting from next week on, so that'll be good. Anyway, see so yeah, how what you think of Superman, enjoy. It's neat to hear that in this particular series of episodes, they established the Lois Lane, um, Clark Kent, Superman Triangle, one of the most interesting love triangles, I suppose, that's ever been presented, uh, considering there's only two people involved in this love triangle in reality, but uh, Lois doesn't know that. Anyway, enjoy uh, this episode of Superman, and we'll see you folks here next week for more
0: Superman. Presenting Superman.
1: Up in the sky. Look,
0: it's a bird. And now, Superman, amazing figure from another world with powers and abilities never before realized by mortal men. When we last saw Superman in his disguise as young Clark Kent, reporter for the Daily Planet, he and his editor, Perry White, had just received a warning telephone message from a mysterious voice, which identified itself as the yellow mask. In exactly 24 hours, said the mask... The Daily Planet would be blown to a thousand fragments. Horror-stricken, Kent and his chief stared at each other in the humming office. Then pandemonium. Sirens wailed in the streets. Police searched the building for bombs. Today, as our story opens, we find ourselves far from the doomed offices of the Daily Planet. Dr. Sven Dahlgren shows an unexpected visitor about his laboratory, explaining its wonders and also explaining his latest invention. Listen.
1: Please Please do not touch that window frame. So? It is not clean, perhaps. It looks clean. Oh, yes, quite clean, but it is wired. It carries a powerful electric charge. Most interesting. Are you also experimenting in electricity, Dr. Dahlgren? You have come to see my latest discovery, have you not, Professor Schmidt? Indeed. And so have others. You're not the first. Others would not only like to see it, but gain possession of it. No, I cannot believe it. Oh, it's quite true, I assure you. For weeks past, ever since word got out of what I was doing, I've... I've been annoyed, even threatened. Threatened, Dr. Delbrin? By whom? I don't know. Queer voices over the telephone, mysterious visitors in the dead of night. Yes, that is why I had the laboratory wired. But what do they want? They want my invention. They realize that whoever owns it controls a practically unlimited power. Unlimited power? Is that true? Certainly, Professor Schmidt. Unlimited power for destruction. Which is why I'm determined to keep the discovery a closely guarded secret. In the world today, my friend, there is destruction enough. Men are at one another's throats like dogs gone mad. No, I will never be a party to war and bloodshed. Ah, but come, I I waste time. Into this room, Professor. Uh, Don't brush against the metalwork. There it is, on the table, Professor. That is the machine. So small. My latest development. Small, light, compact, but deadly. Uh, now then, please stand exactly where you are and watch closely what happens to that glass on the edge of the table. Watch. It's, it's amazing. The glass was shattered. Now, watch that small steel ball. Why?
4: Well, Why well, it's gone.
1: Vanished. Blown into atomic dust. Then it's true. I didn't believe, but it's true. Certainly it's true, based on the power of atomic force. Everything in the universe has a certain vibration point, Professor Schmidt. My machine focuses a beam of vibrating infra gamma rays wherever I choose to direct it. And then? Any object in the path of the beam begins to vibrate. At a certain point, depending on the object, atomic force is overcome, and the object simply disappears, explodes, if you like, into nothing. Doctor, you say... Any object? Any object whatsoever, at distances up to a mile.
4: Unbelievable,
1: my dear doctor. Let me be the first to congratulate you. Thank you, thank you. You have done me a great service, doctor. You have placed in my hands an instrument of destruction that will at last give me what I have been seeking. Absolute control of the world and every living thing in it. What? What do you mean? You have been horribly misled, Dr. Dahlgren. I am not Professor Schmidt of Hawthorne University. Mere men who work under me know me by quite another name. I am destined to become supreme ruler of the universe and with this deadly machine. Get out of my laboratory. Get out before I... You won't do anything, Doctor. Not if you value your life. This gun I hold in my hand is fully loaded. Take care. You're mad. Utterly mad. How far do you think you'll get with that machine? The police will... Beyond the reach of the police, I assure you. I have laid my plans with great care, Doctor. First, I shall destroy the building which houses one of your great newspapers, because a reporter on that paper foiled my plans in the West and succeeded in jailing two of my men. When that is done, I will go about the task of creating for myself the position I rightfully deserve. Emperor of the world. And now, I must go that machine down. Put it down, I tell you. Michael, stop him. <laughs> ah, no. No living thing can stop me now. Goodbye, Doctor. Don't let him get away. Michael. Doctor, what's happened? Oh, catch him, Michael. Catch him. Doctor, what's the matter? You're pale. He got away with the atomic beam, Michael. Do you know what this means? That lunatic, he has in his hands the power of life and death. He is a walking symbol of death. Where is Clark Kent? The minute he gets back, send him in. Here I am, Mr. White. Oh, Kent, Kent, where have you been? Down in the cellar helping the police. Turn up anything? Any sign of a bomb? It's not a thing, Mr. White. We combed the building from top to bottom. Anything turn up here? Not so far. What's the time? It's four o'clock. That fellow really meant business. We've only got about two hours to go.
5: Call in your office, Mr. White.
1: Oh, no, thanks, Lois. Oh, by the way, Kent, I don't think you know Miss Lane. Lois, this is Clark Kent.
5: Oh. How do you do? You You wait
1: here till I get back, and I won't be a minute.
5: Well, the boy wonder, huh? Why, Miss Lane, what do you mean? They tell me you talked yourself into a job, went out west, and came back with the biggest story of the month, all in less than a week.
1: Well, I I guess I was pretty lucky.
5: (laughs) I'll say you were lucky. Now you're the white-haired boy, huh? I'm afraid I don't quite understand. You got the old man hypnotized. He thinks your horror is Greeley. I'm afraid I don't. Oh, don't act so dumb. All this nonsense about a time bomb in the cellar. What's the big idea?
1: Miss Lane, I only wish I knew.
5: You mean to tell me you didn't make it up out of your head? I certainly did not. I don't believe it. Well, now what's the matter? Listen. Don't you hear something? Oh, I hear the presses in the basement.
1: No, no. Outside. Pardon me a minute. Come to the window. Now. Don't you hear anything? What do
5: you think you hear? A plane.
1: There's a plane out there, flying low.
5: Well, I'll be... D- now, look, Mr. Kent. This is a big town. You'll find quite a few planes flying around here all day and all night. If it bothers you, you'd better go back to the farm. No, no, really, I, I yes, mean it. Yes, really, I mean it, too. Tell the old man about your big discovery. Here he comes now. Well? Well, anything new? Yes, you're a star reporter. Heard a plane.
1: It was flying pretty low, Mr. White. Well, what of it? Oh, I got a job for you, Lois.
5: Yeah, a good job?
1: No. Go out and interview a scientist human interest stuff.
5: Who is he and where?
1: Dr. Sven Dahlgren. Got his own laboratory out on Haven Avenue. Look the number up in the book.
5: Who is he, Mr. White? Oh, what's on his mind?
1: Leading American investigator in the field of atomic energy. Must we? Ch- yeah, come on, get going, Lost. Get going. This paper's always been tied in with science. We've been after Dahlgren for a long time, and now he comes to us. Why? Well, he said somebody stole a new machine he invented. I couldn't make much sense out of it, but he seemed pretty worried. Wanted me to rush a story into print.
5: What's the matter with the police?
1: I suggested that, but he said he needed more than the police. Sounds cracked, but it may make a yarn. On your way, Garty.
5: Uh, all right, if you say so, Mr. White. I'll get right out there. So long, Mr. Star Reporter.
1: You come with me, Kent, into the office. I can't stand much more of this. I know, Mr. White. It's nerve wracking, this yellow mask business. Uh, worse than that. I don't know whether to believe it or not. If we could only get a lead. Ordinarily, I wouldn't give it a second thought. Just another crank. And I don't know, Kent. I swear I don't know. Oh, what's the time now? Uh, five after four. Don't keep thinking about the time, Mr. White. Confound it. What else can I think of? Two hours more and we may get blown to glory. What do you think? About the yellow mask? Can he do what he says? Well, let's hope he can't, Mr. White. Uh, but you're afraid he can. And the devil of it is, so am I. Now, if it hadn't been for that business out west. Well, maybe you ought to empty the building. No, no. You want us to be the laughingstock of the city? Suppose nothing happens. On the other hand, suppose something does. Well, they can't intimidate me. If the yellow mask means business, he'll find us right here at 6 o'clock. City room, White.
4: Mr. White, this is
1: Dr. Dahlgren. Yes, yes, Dr. Dahlgren. One of our best people is on the way to your laboratory right this minute. No, 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 that is not why I call. I wanted to tell you... Yes, yes? The man who stole my atomic beam machine mentioned the newspaper. He said... He yes? What did he say? Something about destroying a newspaper. What's that again? Listen, doctor. Doctor! Hello? Hello? Hello, Dahlgren? Hello? Hello?
5: Yes, Mr.
1: White. I was cut off. Get me Dr. Dahlgren at his laboratory. Quick.
5: Sorry, Mr. White. I'll call
1: you. We were cut off. No, he was cut off. I'm sure of it. You heard all that? Mr. White, that scientist, what was he working on? Oh, I don't know. Some kind of a gadget to release atomic force. A machine? I imagine so. Why? Don't you see, Mr. White? There's our lead. The man who broke in and robbed him was the Yellow Mask. Kent, I think you're right. Dahlgren just said the burglar mentioned destroying a newspaper. Then I must be right. Now, look here. We've searched the building and haven't found a thing. No packages, no wires. If the Daily Planet is going to be blown up, it's got to be done outside. Maybe up above. That airplane. Airplane? It was flying too low for a transport. Mr. White, that plane was spying out the lay of the land. And at six o'clock with Dr. Dahlgren's machine, they'll come back again and... Hello, Dahlgren? I'm sorry, Mr. White. Dr. Dahlgren's telephone is out of order. Kent, do you hear that? Dahlgren's line is dead. Cut. That settles it, Chief. I'll be seeing you later. Kent, Kent, where are you going? After Miss Lane. Something's wrong at Dahlgren's. If it's the mask, well, there's not much time to stop him. So long. Hey, kid, where's your hurry? Yeah, got another front page scoop, Kent? Oh, thank heaven. The locker room's empty. Quickly now. Out of these clothes. It's Superman's turn now. Oh, someone's coming. The window. Out. And up. Up. Not much time left. Got to find Miss Lane. Find out what's happened at Dahlgren's and stop the yellow mask. Higher we go. Higher. And faster. Faster.
0: Deadly peril hangs over the offices of the daily planet. Already the yellow mask is in possession of a mighty and terrible weapon. Time is growing short. But Superman is on the way. Powerful forms streaking through the night sky. Red cape whistling in the wind. Can he arrive in time? And what new unforeseen danger is already creeping in on the laboratory of Dr. Dahlgren with Lois Lane about to enter all unknowing? Tune in next time and follow the story. Remember... Be with us again for the next startling transcribed installment of Superman. Up in the sky,
1: look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
0: (laughs) Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. Presenting Superman!
1: Look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman.
0: Superman, amazing, mysterious figure in blue costume and red cape who has appeared on Earth as the champion of the weak and the oppressed. We last saw Superman streaking through the evening sky toward the laboratory of Dr. Sven Dahlgren in an effort to foil the plans of the yellow mask. It is sometime after four. On the stroke of six, the Daily Planet, its building, its presses, and its staff will be blown to fragments unless Superman can solve the plot in the short time that remains. As Superman wings his way over the dimly glowing city, Lois Lane, the Daily Planet's girl reporter, is already at Dr. Dahlgren's laboratory, interviewing the scientist on the loss of his newly invented atomic beam, which the yellow mask has stolen. But even as the scientist and the girl sit talking, hidden eyes are watching them, and unheard voices pass and repass on an unseen secret relay. Listen.
4: Yes, this is the yellow mask. This is Michael, reporting from the laboratory. The girl has arrived and is talking with the doctor. We are ready. When the signal comes, close the sliding doors and leave the rest to me. Then join us at the airport. Do you understand? Yeah, I understand. It won't be no mistake this time sworn to blow up the newspaper as the clock strikes six. Yellow mask has not failed.
1: And to my great relief, Miss Lane, after calling your newspaper, I discovered that this demented individual who had stolen my atomic beam machine had stolen nothing but a box of wires and rheostats, utterly useless to him.
5: What do you mean?
1: Well, the machine cannot operate unless it is loaded with atomic cylinders, small steel capsules containing the energy necessary to work the beam. I recall that I had placed only two of the cylinders in the machine to demonstrate it, and both were fired.
5: But you have other cylinders, haven't you?
1: Oh yes, but they're well protected. Look in there. What do you see? What?
5: Well, seems to be a sort of inner room.
1: And what is at the extreme end?
5: Well, let me look. Why, it's a safe. A huge safe built into the wall. And
1: in that safe are a dozen atomic cylinders and a duplicate of the stolen machine. You had two machines? Oh, yes, a new one and an old one. That Madman stole the new one. But never mind. Keep looking, Miss Lane. What do you see now?
5: Why, Why, there are two doors rolling right out of the wall.
1: Exactly. Massive steel doors, Miss Lane, which cut off every part of the laboratory. The pair that you're looking at cut off the strong room. Now they roll back again.
5: What made them open?
1: Ah, I did something. You didn't see what, eh? Good, that's part of the secret.
5: Dr. Dahlgren, this will certainly make a story. Now, tell me about the machine, the atomic beam. Why do you think it was stolen?
1: Miss Lane, if I were a man gone mad with lust for power... Determined to dominate the entire world, I could ask for no greater weapon than the Dahlgren atomic beam. Good heavens,
5: do you really mean
1: that? I do. That is why my secret will never be published unless I am assured the atomic beam can be used to benefit humanity and not destroy it.
5: Can you tell me how the machine works, Dr. Dahlgren?
1: Why, yes. The Dahlgren atomic beam, Miss Lane, is based on the almost limitless power of atomic energy. In the first place... Ought to be getting there now. Deserted part of town, all right. Oh, I think I see a car. That's it. Lois's car. Parked at the curb. I'll drop down on the roof, slip downstairs, and enter Daldren's house as Park Kent, reporter.
0: Down. Down. There.
1: Now then, down below. Huh, wait a minute. What's that? Coming through the wall. Nobody else could hear it, but I can. It's a voice. A voice traveling on a radio relay.
4: Yes, this is the yellow mask. What now? This is Michael, reporting from the laboratory. No change. We are almost ready. Remember, when I give the signal, close the doors. No more now.
1: The yellow mask. Somewhere near here. And Michael. Who's Michael? And if I have any luck, I may find out from Dahlgren. Yes? Uh, Dr. Dahlgren, I'm Clark Kent of the Daily Planet. Oh, yes, yes. Come in, Mr. Kent. My man must be busy. Thank you. Uh, you were talking to Mr. White, my editor, and something happened to the line. We were cut off. So I came right down to find out what you wanted to say. It, it, it may be important. Oh, hi, Miss Lane.
5: Well, Mr. Star reporter, couldn't you find anything to do but come and horn in on my story?
1: <laughs> well, I see your old friend. I'm sorry, Miss Lane. This came up just after you left. Dr. Dahlgren... The Daily Planet has received a very dangerous threat from an unknown source. A threat, Mr. Kent? What kind of a threat?
5: An escaped lunatic, Doctor. Someone who threatens to blow up the entire works at six o'clock tonight.
1: Doctor, the man who broke in here and made off with your invention, you told my editor he said something about destroying a newspaper. Do you remember what it was? I remember quite well, Mr. Kent. He had picked up the machine, my new model of the atomic beam, and as he held me under his gun, he said... First, I shall destroy the building which houses one of your great newspapers.
5: Dr. Dawkins, did he mean the planet?
1: Well, my dear Miss Lane, I haven't any idea which... Tell me, Doctor. Could he make good that threat against the newspaper? Mr. Kent, he could make good that threat against the world. And we have one hour or less to run him down. Well, I wouldn't worry, Mr. Kent. Not worry? Fortunately, as I have already explained to Miss Lane, and as I tried to tell your editor before we were cut off... The model which was stolen will not work. Uh, Dr. Dahlgren, what do you mean? Just this. By a lucky chance, the stolen machine was not loaded with the cylinders necessary to make it work. Well, well then, then you mean the newspaper's safe. It won't be blown up. Not by the Dahlgren atomic beam. Uh, wait, I will point out what I mean. Uh, just a second, Dr. Dahlgren. I'd like to ask you a question. Certainly, Mr. Kent. Is your name Michael? Or is there anyone in this house whose name is Michael. Why, yes. Why do you ask that?
5: Don't you like the name Michael, Mr. Kent?
1: Who is it, Doctor? Michael is the name of my servant. Why, Mr. Kent? Nothing. I I merely wondered. Uh, You were going to show us your invention, Dr. Dahlgren. Oh, yes, yes, to be sure. If you'll excuse me for a moment. No, 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 stay right where you are. I'll get it out of the safe and bring it here.
5: Well, are your worries about being blown sky high quite late to rest, Mr. Kent? You thought the paper would be blown up tonight, didn't you? You know I did. And yet you take the first chance you get to run out like a rat and leave the rest of them there to face whatever happens. Oh, now, look here. Mr. White sent me out on this assignment. Yeah, I bet he didn't have to urge you much. Oh, don't think that about me, Lois. Please. I can stand freshness and amazing luck and even boasting. But not cowardice, Mr. Kent. What are you doing? I'm telephoning the office. Hello, operator. Operator. Have you forgotten the phone's out of order? Uh,
1: Thought they might have fixed it. They haven't. Well? That wire. It goes through a conduit into the next room, and it's slack. Loose. It comes away in my hand. Look! What? Lois, that wire was cut. Cut off clean by someone in this house. While Dr. Dahlgren was talking to Mr. White. By someone who didn't want Dahlgren to reveal any information.
5: Well, don't stand there like that. What do you think it means?
1: It means the thief knows that model won't work. He's found it out. Oh, where is Dr. Dahlgren? What's taking him so long? Oh,
5: Kent, the doors!
1: The doors! What doors? What are they
5: doing? Oh, the doors they needed a set of rooms, and Dr. Dahlgren's inside. Oh, I love it. Maybe he did it himself. Oh, doctor! Dr. Dalgren! Are you all right? Dr. Dahlgren! What are you doing? Let go of me! Get away from that safe! Michael! Michael! Oh, Kent! Someone's in there with him. Something's wrong do something. Don't just stand there. Well, I, I, I I, can't. There's nothing I can do. Look out!
1: Look out! An explosion inside that room. Dynamite or nitroglycerin. Lois. Lois, are you all right?
5: I'm all right. Just stand.
1: Now, Lois, run down and ring the police. Phone the paper. Quick.
5: What are you going to do?
1: I'll stay here. Maybe I can get in there. Come on, I'll run.
5: I'll be back, Kent. Wait for me. Huh.
1: I think it's time Superman took a hand. Clark Kent could never get through those steel doors. I had to get Lois out first, though. Now then. There they go. Almost through. It's springing out at the sides. I'll just grab hold of the edges and pull them out of the walls. Now
4: sir.
1: Doctor. Dr. Daldren. He's unconscious. And when he comes to, he'll see Clark Kent. Oh, Kent, is that you? The safe. Look at the safe and, and the wall. They blew the safe and got out through a hole in the wall. Dr. Dahlgren, who was it? Could you see? I don't know. When I came in, they threw a cloth over my head. Kent, look. They came back. They found the machine wouldn't work. The cylinders were in the safe. Doctor, the safe, it's empty.
4: Quite empty, gentlemen. The Dalgren atomic beam will now be put to work.
1: That voice, who is it? Where is it coming from? It's a dictaphone outlet, somewhere in the wall. I'll track it down.
4: Save yourself the trouble, Mr. Kent. We are leaving immediately. It's half past five. You will remember what happened. Yellow mask does not break
0: his word. Half an hour to go, 30 flying minutes, while mysterious planes drone high in the air over the office of the newspaper. Can Clark Kent or Superman find the yellow mask, recover the Dahlgren invention, save the Daily Planet, and meanwhile, what of Lois Lane? Tune in the next installment and follow the story. Remember... With us again for the next thrilling transcribed installment of Superman.
1: Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
0: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting Superman. sky.
1: Look,
0: it's a bird. It's a
1: plane. It's Superman.
0: And now Superman, strange and amazing figure from another world who has come to earth as the champion of the weak and the oppressed. As our story opens today, Superman, in his character of Clark Kent, reporter, is just where we left him, in the laboratory of Dr. Dahlgren, bending over the reviving form of the scientist who has been stunned by the blowing open of his safe. Outside, a distant clock has just struck 5.30. Inside, Kent and the doctor stare at the empty safe, realizing that the steel cylinders necessary to operate the Dahlgren atomic beam have been stolen, and that the yellow mask can now make good his threat to blow the Daily Planet building to fragments on the dot of six. Lois Lane has been sent to bring the police and warn the paper. Sirens wail as squad cars race toward the scene of the explosion. Meanwhile, the yellow mask himself watches grimly from a secret hiding place, waiting for the uproar to die down. Listen.
1: So the sound of the explosion has brought the police like bees to a honeypot. Very well, I shall wait until I am ready to leave, and then all of the police in the city will not stop me. Are both cars waiting? Are ready when you give the word, Chief? Good. Who's this, Michael? Who's that with you? I got a visitor for you, Chief. You let
6: me go. Put me down. That
1: girl. Where did she come from?
0: She belongs to the fellow from the newspaper. After the explosion, she went for the cops. I seen her coming down the stairs, and I thought maybe we'd better hang on to oh,
1: her. you
3: beast. Let me go.
1: Excellent, Michael. Well done indeed. Put her in the second car with the machine. I won't go. Bring her to the airport, Michael. Put her in the plane. You heard what he said. Come along. Take it, Joe.
5: I won't... Stop! Put me down!
1: Well, you do with it, Chief. That young man Kent has annoyed us before. I shall take no chances this time. If he hinders my plans in the next half hour, he signs this girl's death warrant. Start up the car.
0: And meanwhile. Back in the laboratory of Dr. Dahlgren.
1: Oh, Kent, how did they know? Who told them when to come? To steal the cylinders? Yes. Dr. Dahlgren, you remember I asked you if there was anyone named Michael hereabouts? Yes, my servant. I've had him for years. Well, Michael betrayed you to the yellow mask. He had a dictaphone in every room of the laboratory and told them of every move you made. Michael did that? Where is he? I don't know. Probably following the mask. And that's where I'm going, too. No, Kent, don't leave me. Come back. Doctor, you'll be all right. The police are on the stairs right now. Sorry, I can't wait. Hey,
0: what goes on in here?
1: Where's the trouble? It uh, can't go down. It's got to be up. Maybe the next landing. Uh, this'll do it. Out of these clothes. There. Up for the window. What's the time? Where's that clock? Good thing I can see in the dark. Twenty-five minutes to Six. 25 minutes to find the yellow mask, or else. I don't know. Not much time, but here we go. Up! Up! One of two things. He's either going back to town or out to an airport. But first, I must warn White to clear the building just in case. Faster! Faster! 25 minutes! One of the six. Oh, Lord, Lord. Where is Miss Lane? Where's Kent? City Rome, White.
4: My friend, this is the yellow mask.
1: Mike, Miss Smith, place this call.
4: Don't trouble yourself, Mr. White. You cannot stop me now, nor can Mr. Clark Kent. If he is there, tell him
1: that Miss Lois Lane is with me. What? Lois Lane? You've got Lois?
4: Miss Lane is my hostage in my plane. If you or Kent or anyone else interferes with me now, Miss Lane will leave my company without a parachute. Goodbye.
5: Yes, Mr. White, we're chasing the call. I will let you know
1: where. Oh, no time. Oh, Lord! That devil means to drop Lois out of an aeroplane. Oh, Kent, is that you? Where have you been, man? Where mind, have you been? Where I've been, Mr. White? Is Miss Lane here? Kent, just this second. A call came from the mask. He's got an aeroplane, and he's got Lois. What? It's true. Uh, what did you find out at Dolbourn's, Mr. White? It's bad. The mask got away with the atomic beam machine. He can wipe us out in a second. What? Where are you going? Call the nearest flying field, the one on the point. I can be there in eight minutes. Have them warm up a plane. You can't fly. What are you going to do? Yes, I can and I will. So long, Mr. White. I'm not running out on you. Can't wait. It's our only chance and I'm taking it. If you don't hear from me by two minutes of, there's nothing we can do. All alone in the hall. Out of these clothes. No time for opening windows. Last chance, Mask, but Superman still has time. If you can fly, so can I. I'll get to the field and take a plane
4: myself.
5: Faster! Faster! What are you going to do with me?
1: Just sit where you are, my dear Miss Lane, for the time being. What's the clock say, Michael? Five to six. Remove the cover from the atomic beam. Wait a minute. What's that behind us? Too dark to say, for sure. Looks like another plane. Fools. Didn't believe me, eh? Well, I soon will. Look down, Michael, and tell me where we are. Over that daily planet building. Watch it, Michael. It will not be there long.
5: You beast. You fiend. What are you going to do?
1: Pay off a few
4: scores, Miss Lane. All right, Michael. It works. The machine works. Now then, Michael, back over the planet building.
2: Any news from
1: Kent? What's the time?
4: Kent hasn't called in so far, Mr. White. Wait a minute. Hey, anybody got a call from Kent? No, nothing here. Not so far, Mr. White. All
1: right, never mind that. What's the time?
4: Why, you asked me that just a minute ago. I know I did.
1: What's the time now? Miss Smith, what's the time?
5: Three minutes of six, Mr. White.
1: Three minutes of six. No time left now. There they are. Got to scare them off. All right, Mask, here I come. Hey, Chief, that other plane's right behind us. Never mind the other plane. It's two minutes of six. Swing down over the Daily Planet building. All right. I got to bank and head back again. Here we go. Please observe, Miss Lane. Once again, the whine of the atomic generators.
5: Oh, stop. You can't mean to do it. You won't.
1: Hey, look, Chief. Get yeah, the flank's right on our tail. I'll take care of that. Come here, Miss Lane. Oh, let me go. I told your friends what would happen if they got in my way now. Michael, release the door. It's open. Just throw the cat. Stop!
4: Stop! I said if they came too close, I warned them. Come here, girl. No! No! Hey, Chief, watch out! He's gonna crash! Too late! Out you go, Miss Lane! Out that
1: door! There! Watch Let's down! Go. Let's go. Michael, down, down! Dive at the building!
4: I'm throwing the switch of the atomic beam. Look out! Look out! He's got that gun. Here we come!
1: There, I crashed the planes. Jump clear. That'll take care of the mask. The Lord, she's falling, plunging down two thousand feet. Got to catch her. Down, down. Fifteen hundred. thousand. Eight hundred. Five hundred. Two hundred. There she is. Now, now. Ah,
0: got her. She's safe. Now up, up, and away. Whooping down, Superman saves Lois in the nick of time and bears her away to safety. Next morning, in the offices of the Daily Planet... Well, well, Lois, come
1: in, sit down. That was quite an experience you had last night.
5: Ah, I tell you, Mr. White, I don't understand it. They threw me out of the plane, and I remember falling. That's all I do remember, clearly.
1: Well, that's almost enough. I imagine we all owe our lives to your friend, Clark Kent.
5: Clark Kent? (laughs) What did he do?
1: Most amazing. At the very last minute, he went up in a plane, rammed the mask just as he was about to touch off that infernal machine, and came down by parachute, just as you did.
5: As I did? I don't remember any parachute.
1: (laughs) You don't think you swam down, do you?
5: I don't know. I'm not sure. Sure. It's all very hazy, but at the last minute, I seem to recall that a man appeared out of nowhere, just flying in the air.
1: You probably saw the mask falling out of his plane.
5: Oh, no, this wasn't that kind of a man. He wore a long red cape, and he just took me in his arms and carried me away.
1: Oh, you're dreaming, Lois. Well, well, look who's here. Come in, Kent.
5: morning, Mr. White. Good morning, Miss Lane. Oh, good morning. If you'll excuse me, Mr. White.
1: I don't know what Miss Lane has against me. Oh, you mustn't mind her. Kent, I can't thank you enough for what you did. You saved all our lives. Oh, I was just lucky, Mr. White. Crashed the planes and came down by parachute. Oh, by the way, was anything left of the mask's plane? Nothing left of either the plane or the mask. Dr. Dahlgren's machine was ruined, too. Incidentally, he called earlier this morning to thank you and tell you that he's destroyed the duplicate of that machine and the plans for building it. He thought you'd approve. Oh, I do. It was much too dangerous a device in the hands of the wrong person. Oh, uh, say, Kent, uh, there's something been bothering me. Yes? Lois seems to think she was rescued by a man in a red cape, a superman who flew through the air. Now, you remember that Western story you covered? There were rumors about such a man, a red cape, flying through the air. Now, do you oh, think... Oh, too silly to talk about, Mr. White. I know, but, uh...
4: Hey, Mr. White, about that fire in the sterling Building. Yeah, what about it?
1: Uh, don't go, Kent.
4: Just got a phone call. They think there's a
1: girl trapped on the 20th floor. What? A girl trapped? Can't they get her out? can reach her. Mr. White... Let me cover that story. Maybe... Maybe what? Well, maybe I... Maybe I can do something. Can I cover it? Sure. But if the fire department can't reach her, what do you think you can do?
0: What does Clark Kent mean to do? Does he intend to assume the blue costume and red cape of Superman and attempt a daring rescue of the trapped girl in broad daylight? Does he dare reveal himself as Superman before the thousands of people watching the fire in the street below? What will happen? Tune in next time and find out. And remember... Don't miss the next installment of Superman.
1: Up in the sky. Look. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman.
0: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature Superman.
1: The sky. Look,
0: it's a bird. It's
1: a plane. It's Superman.
0: And now, Superman, who has appeared on Earth as the champion of the weak and the oppressed. In his disguise of Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet, Superman has foiled the diabolical plans of the Yellow Mask, a maniac who thought himself emperor of the world. And now, a new adventure comes to the mild-spectacled reporter, who is known to the city room as Clark Kent. Not knowing what strange and exciting days are directly ahead, Kent listens eagerly as a photographer brings word of a fire in one of the city's largest buildings. Listen.
1: Hey, 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 Mr. White. What about that fire in the Sterling Tower? Yeah? What about it? Uh, Don't go, Kent. Just got a phone call. They think there's a girl trapped on the 20th floor. What? A girl trapped? Can't they get her out? Can't reach her. Mr. White, let, let me cover that story. Maybe... Maybe what, Kent? Oh, Maybe I can do something... Can I cover it? Go ahead. But if the fire department can't reach her, why do you think you can? Listen, you ain't heard of half the chief. Hello,
6: Miss Lane. What's all the excitement, Mike? Go on, Mike.
1: Uh, wait. What about photographs? Who's up there? I'm going myself right away. But get this, will you? There's something phony about this fire. Phony? Yeah. Well, that's the dope I got. The fire marshal thinks maybe it's incendiary. Somebody said it on purpose. A firebug. What? Who did
6: it? Whereabouts in the building is it? Did I hear you say something about a girl? Did she do it? Listen,
1: give me a chance, will you? There's a mining company got offices up in the tower, North Star Mining Company. That's where the fire started, and they think that's where the girl is. They think. Mr. White, we're wasting time. Mike and I can grab a cab and be up there in five
6: minutes. What's this, the star reporter turning fireman?
1: Maybe he thinks he can save the girl.
6: Come on, Galahad. Yes, do hurry. When you get back, we'll have a special medal for you. Clark Kent, scoops and life Quit that,
1: Lois. No time for fooling. On your way, Kent. Call back the minute you have anything. Say, there's a hook and ladder in the street right now. It must have turned the alarm. What do you say, Kent? Wait till I grab my camera. We'll hop a cab. Come on. Turn that corner on two wheels. How you doing, Kent? Uh, I'm all right, Mike. Hey, look. You can see smoke in the sky up ahead. Oh, this is a fire, all right. want to get some swell shots. Tough of that dame really is trapped. Say, speaking of dames, what's Lois Lane got against you? Uh, oh, almost hit that traffic officer. Hey, Eddie, if you got to knock somebody off, don't pick on cops. Why does she cold shoulder you, Kent? I don't know. Just seems to have taken a dislike to me. Oh, boy, I'll say she has. And I can tell you why, too. You ain't got a chance with her, Kent. No? No, no. Ain't you heard? About that guy she says comes down from the clouds in a red cape and pulled her out of the wrecked airplane? Oh, listen, Mike. Th- there's nothing to that. No, that's what you think, kid. You just ask her. She's got a real steady now. She's that way about Superman. What's the matter, Kent? Why don't you laugh? Ain't you got no sense of humor? Oh, boy, I think it's rich. Hey, here we are. Hey, this'll do it, Eddie. Find a place to park and stand by the rush back place. Hey, Mike, there's the fire, Chief. Oh, gee, look at that blaze, will you? Grab your hat,
4: Ken. Here we go. Yeah. All right, stretch your line up there at the south corner. Get a hose crew under that east wall. That wall is looking mighty bad, Chief. To the top topple any minute now. Keep your eye on it, dogan. We'll see if you can run a ladder up the ledge where that girl was. She's gone, Chief. Reckon she couldn't stand the heat. Hey,
1: here comes the press. Oh, Chief.
4: I'm Clark Kent of the Daily Planet. Don't bother me now, boys. We've got our hands full. Lieutenant! Yeah? Don't let your men get too close in there. Now, just watch it. Okay. Yeah, Chief. About that trapped girl. Is she still up there? I don't know. I haven't seen her. She must be a goner. Where are you going with that camera? I'm just getting a couple of shots, Chief. Get back out of there. See me later, will you, Kent? All right, Chief. Just one thing. What about the fire being incendiary? See the fire, Marshal? He's the one to do the talking about that. Hey, Sanders! Bring that water tower in the third story. Alarm.
1: Hey, listen, Kent. What do you say? If we could get up in that building across the street, we'd have a strong angle, see? Good idea, Mike. Uh, there's a balcony up there. I'm afraid the chief won't like it. Ah, who cares? What he don't know won't hurt him. Come on, kid. This is going to be good. Mike, you go ahead up there. I'm going to call the office. Didn't I hear the chief say to send in another alarm? Yeah, that makes four. Mighty big fire that takes four alarms in this man's town. Uh-huh. Okay, kid. When you come back, look for me where you see the most smoke. I- White. Mr. White, this
4: is Kent. Listen, the fire's terrific. Four alarms.
1: Four alarms, eh? What's the chief say? He won't say anything. Too busy to talk. What about the fires being incendiary? Well, I haven't found the marshal yet. Mike and I just got here. I thought I'd better phone you and tell you about the four alarms. Right. Now, listen, Kent. Keep phoning me whenever anything happens.
4: Mr. White, they expect the east wall to go down any second. Mike's got his camera set to watch
1: it. You tell him not to take too big a chance, and that goes for you too, Kent.
4: Don't worry. I don't take many chances. Go
1: so Mr. White. Oh, Kent. Wait, what about the girl? The one they said was trapped on the 20th floor. Well, Mr.
4: White, I don't know. She was in the
1: offices of the North Star Mining Company, but where she is now, uh, uh, look, I... look, I'd better get back. Well, go ahead. I'll wait for your call. Hey, get ready for plates on the Sterling Tower fire. Slug it, ball goes out with mammoth blades. right here, Kent. Out on the balcony. Come on, watch your step. Mighty thick smoke here. can't see a thing. Well, it's a tough spot, all right. But every once in a while it clears, and boy, do I get a shot. How about the wall? All set to go. We better get that hose line out of there. Hey, look. Look over there at the wall. Ain't that a crack? Look up there. Mike, you're right. I can see flames right through it. Look at the chief down there on the street. He sees it. He's calling his men back. Mike, what if it falls this way? It won't. What's the matter? Mike, look. High up. Up there above the ledge. Hey, hey, G Kent, it's her. It's that girl up there on the 20th floor. Mike, she's managed to get to a window. What's she gonna do? Do? She can't do nothing. When I get her focused? Oh, never mind your camera. Call them down on the street. They can't see her. They don't know she's there. Hey, Chief. Hey, there, the girl at the window. It's no use, Kent. They don't hear you. They, you can't do nothing. Mike, look at her. You can see her at the window. She's trying to break the glass. That moon help her. Look, in there behind her. Flames. Watch it, Kent. Pick up some smoke. Can't see. Where are you, Kent? Kent! Back of the balcony. Good thing that smoke came when it did. Maybe I waited too long. Too long even for Superman. I'll try anyway.
0: Up into the smoke. Hidden from the crowd by billows of dense white smoke pouring out of the burning building, Superman wings his way through the air to attempt a daring rescue of the girl trapped on the 20th floor. Flames crackle and spit like things alive as he reaches the window. One blow smashes the glass. Superman drops into the room, now a roaring inferno. Sheets of orange flame envelop him. His keen eyes search the fire gutted office. The girl is nowhere to be seen flames. Hotter than a blast furnace. Hope she got back out of this. Must be inside. Where's that
1: door? There we are. Cooler in here. Not for long. The fire's following me in. There she is, hiding in the closet. I can see her right through the door. If I wrap her in my cape, the heat won't get to her. Quick!
5: I can't stand this.
1: Quick, you'll be all right. That's it. Hold on. Now then, back. Back out of this. Not the way we came in. Through the flames and out and back. The tower. We'll just make it. Out the window. Out of the ledge. That crowd in the street. The wind has cleared the smoke. you will surely see me this time. But it can't be helped. The wall, it's going. It's splitting. But not with us. We're away, just in time.
4: Watch that wall, grogan Get those men back. It's going any second. Hey, Chief, Chief, what about that girl on the 20th floor? Anybody seen her? We can't get her. Even the extension letters won't reach. We've tried everything. Chief, look, up in the sky. It's a man flying. No, it can't be. It is, or We're both
1: crazy. Look. Look at him! The wall's going! Watch it! Back! Back!
4: Everybody, back! Back!
0: Back! As one wall of the burning building collapses into the street, Superman, like a bird in flight, carries the rescue girl to safety, drops down in an alley near the fire. There, he once again assumes the guise of Clark Kent reporter. Leaving the girl for a moment, he hurries in search of an ambulance doctor. Mike, the Daily Planet photographer, spots him. Together, they return to the alley with the doctor and the battalion chief.
1: Here she is, doctor. I don't think she's badly hurt.
0: I'm conscious. She may be burned. We'll see.
1: Aren't you a reporter, Kent? Yes, chief. Daily Planet. I'm
4: with Mike. That's right, chief. I know, but how did you happen to find this girl? Well,
1: I, I was running to call my paper, and then I happened to see her staggering out of the rear of the building. Oh, how in the world she ever got down from
4: the 20th floor is a mystery. More than that, Kent. It's a miracle. I saw a man up there. I saw a man fly out of that window. Oh, that... that can't be. And I me mean, not there with my camera? Well, I'm not crazy, Kent. Neither is Captain Grogan. We both saw him. Is she all right, Doc? Probably won't come to for a while.
0: Badly shocked. Wait. she's coming around.
5: Oh, don't let them. They'll get away. Catch them. Stop
1: them. Make... Can't get this. What? Quiet.
2: Stop. Stop, you don't dare. Catch them. Catch them. <laughs>
0: She's out again. Here, quick. Get her in the ambulance. She's suffering from shock. Smoke poisoning.
1: Wait, doctor. What was she talking about?
0: How should I know? You heard her, didn't you? Sounded like hysterical babbling to me. Okay, there. Coming through with the stretcher. Gangway, please. Was it hysterical babbling, or has sudden, unexplained mystery risen from the ashes of the Sterling Tower building? Who is this girl, and how did she happen to be trapped in the 20th floor office of the North Star Mining Company? Who did she want stopped and caught? Clark Kent is suspicious. Don't forget to tune in next time and follow the story of one of Superman's most exciting adventures. And remember, tune in with us next time and follow the exciting transcription, Superman!
4: Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
0: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman!
4: Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
0: And now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, strange visitor from interplanetary space who has arrived on Earth to fight for the cause of justice, and in his disguise as Clark Kent, news reporter, to investigate the ways and lives of men. When we last saw him, Kent was one of a small group, made up of the ambulance surgeon, the fire chief, a photographer from the Daily Planet, and the half-hysterical unknown girl, whom Kent, as Superman, had just rescued from the blazing inferno of the Sterling Tower. As she was borne off to the ambulance, the girl broke into wild, delirious cries of Stop them! Catch them! Catch them! and then lapsed again into unconsciousness. Today, as our story continues, Kent is waiting in a reception room of the hospital, hoping that the girl, whose identity is still unknown, will recover enough to tell who she is and throw light on the mysterious origin of the fire which authorities are convinced was purposely set. Meanwhile, as Kent waits in the reception room, a powerful black sedan speeds through the night, far out of town on a highway for the west. Two men are tense in the front seat. One holds the wheel, while the other nervously turns the dials of the car's radio. Listen. Watch
1: it, Bart.
2: Curve coming up. I'm not blind. I can see it.
4: Hey! You have to do
2: that. Listen, Joe, the more miles we put between us and the Sterling Tower, the better. And the quicker, the better, too. You think it's all over? Certainly it's all over. They'll never even find her, let alone catch on about us. What are you doing with that radio? Picking up the late news. Oh, what's the matter? Worried about your investments? I might hear something. Well, I can tell you one thing. North Star Mining went down. About 20 floors down.
4: Uh, don't be so funny.
2: Yeah, and if that girl had ever got out with her story, it'd be lower than that. And us along with
4: it. And at the moment, on all fronts, there are no further developments. Locally, interest still centers on the mysterious fire which destroyed the Sterling Tower early today. This is uh-huh. it, listen. Fire department officials are waiting to explore the ruins. To confirm suspicions, the fire was of incendiary origin.
1: What's that? Stop the car. Pull out.
4: Unfortunately, the only victim of the fire who can throw light on this angle is a former secretary employed by the North Star Mining Company.
1: Why?
4: Company offices of the North Star Mining Company were on the 20th floor of the tower where the fire started. But the girl escaped under mysterious circumstances. She is now in a critical condition at the city hospital.
2: Escape? She couldn't have. It's not possible.
4: Representatives of the district attorney's office are waiting to question the young secretary if and when her condition makes it possible. Question. What? You hear that? Meanwhile, Metropolitan Police are searching for two of the mining company's chief executives, who have mysteriously disappeared: Bartley Pemberton, company's president, and Joseph Dineen, treasurer and vice president in charge of operations. Both of whom are wanted for questioning. If they. What? would you shut it off? You want to hear the rest
2: of it? I heard enough, Joe. More than enough. <laughs>
1: Hey, Bud, where are you going? What are you turning around for? Where
2: am I going? Where do you think I'm going, you fool? But you're turning back. do bet I'm turning back. Right back where we came from. But you're crazy. we got to get away. We can't get away. Not now. Not till we fix that girl so she can't squeal. Where did the guy say? City hospital? Well, what are you going to do? Now listen, Joe, pull yourself together. You're in this just as much as I am. I know, but... A couple of that girl's relatives, her cousin and her old uncle, that's you and me, are going to call on her the minute she's well enough And see her alone. We can't. They'll get us. Wait, Bob. Wait, nothing. We've got to get to her before she sees the DA. Now, hang on.
1: Hospital sure does a rushing business in doctors. Hello there, nurse. Hello, Mr.
6: Kent. Still waiting around? Oh,
1: sure. I haven't anything else to do.
6: Well, you're all alone now. Huh? What do you mean? Well, the man from the district attorney's office gave it up. Oh? He said to call him when the girl wakes up. How is she, nurse? Think she'll pull through all right? She's pulled through already. It was just shock and smoke. Well, then why can't I see her? Well, she's still a little upset. She woke up a while ago and said something about a car and some men. A car? A car? Yes, I think that's what it was. I'd have called you, but she dropped off again. I thought she needed her rest more than you did your interview.
1: Thanks, nurse. My pal. So she talked
6: about a car, eh? Yes, and two men. Say, where are you going? Oh, just out on that sun porch. Get a little air. Now, listen, that sun porch is open. You'll catch a death of cold. Oh, no, no. I I like the cold. All right. Suit yourself. You've probably got at least an hour, but whatever you do, don't leave that door open. I
1: won't. (sighs) She's right. It is cold. And what's a little thing like cold to Superman? I knew I'd find out something if I hung around here long enough. Two men in a car, eh? Not much to go on, but I have an hour or so to look. Two men in a car. And if they had anything to do with that fire, they're heading away from town. I wonder if they're the officers of that North Star Mining Company, Pemberton and Dineen. Well, if I catch up with them, I'll soon find out. Here we go. the red lights don't want to get us picked up now do
2: you shut up and keep your head we're turning in at this parking lot where's the hospital it's right around the corner I'll ask the attendant to make sure here he comes evening gentlemen okay Mac how much to park 50 cents for the first hour dime for every hour extra we won't be over an hour oh uh where's the city hospital Uh, straight down the avenue first block to the right can't miss it don't worry we won't miss it yeah, we won't miss her either. Come on, Joe, it's later than I thought. We'd better step on it.
1: What if the DA got there first?
2: We'll worry about that when we have to. Remember now, I am her uncle and you're her cousin and she hasn't seen for days. All set? Listen, are you sure we Come got... on, don't get chicken-hearted. Make it good. Short and
1: snappy. Okay. No luck. Looked into 500 cars and haven't found a thing. Either that girl was raving or they slipped by me in the dark. Wait. There's a car coming up the road with two men in it. I'll drop down. No time to become Clark Kent. Here they come. I'll stand in the middle of the road. They're not going to stop. They're swerving. But I'll stop them. Hey, what? It's a police car. The last people in the world I want to meet right now. Hey, you, what's the big idea? You're trying to wreck us? Hey,
4: come back! Back, he's playing! Up in the air! Fire!
1: Fire! Nice shooting, officer. One of those bullets bounced off my chest. Sorry, I can't wait to explain. Gotta get back to that hospital. Wasted enough time. That girl's probably ready to talk now. So long, back to the city.
6: Kent, are you still waiting? My goodness, where is he? Are uh, you looking for me, nurse? My lands, don't tell me you've been out on that porch all this time. Oh, why not? Well, it's over an hour. Aren't you frozen? Oh, not me. I like it. What about the patient? Is she awake? Oh, yes. She even has some visitors. Visitors? From the district attorney's office? Uh, no, a couple of relatives. Relatives? I didn't know she had any. Well, evidently she has. An uncle and a cousin. And they're with her now? Well, they really shouldn't be, of course, but they were so anxious and they wanted to see us so badly that I, I stretched a point and let them in. How long have they been with her? Just went in. What's the matter? Nurse, let me go in and talk to them. You? Why, I should say not. Please, nurse. Not until the doctor says it's all right. Now, look, nurse, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put your picture in
1: the paper. How's that? You can't do that. I will, I promise. A picture and a, a nice little story. How about it?
6: Well, well, you stay here till I call you. see how she is
1: two relatives this is the first time they show up when the girl's been here over 12 hours and every paper in town's full of the story something mighty queer about this somebody screamed
6: the supervisor! Where's the supervisor? Call Dr. Peters, quick! Orderly! Orderly! Which way did they go, Miss King? Dr. Peters, where is he? Call him somebody! Hey, what's
1: going on? What happened? Say, mister, two men. They were in one of the rooms. Anybody go through here? No, I haven't seen a sign of them. Hey, wait! What did they do? Nurse says they stabbed a girl.
6: Hey, there! Stabbed hey. a girl? Hey.
1: Nurse! Nurse! Nurse, where are you? Oh,
6: Mr. Kent, those men, they weren't her relatives. They went into a room and stabbed her. Stabbed her? The doctor. Miss Gray, where's the, where's Dr. Peters? The nurse, how badly is she hurt? Is she dead? I don't know. She's unconscious. Miss Gray, come in here and help quickly. Oh, thank heavens, Dr. Peters.
2: Yes, yes right away, nurse.
4: <laughs> Daily Planet rewrite desk. Listen, listen. Clark Kent, calling from
1: City Hospital. Now, get this, Mac.
4: Okay, Kent, shoot.
1: It's about that girl they rescued from the Sterling Tower fire. She's in the City Hospital accident ward,
4: and a couple of alleged relatives got by the nurse and into her room.
1: Relatives?
2: Okay.
4: Only they weren't relatives. Nobody knows who they are, but they got into the girl's room and stabbed her. So far, the extent of her injuries is not known. Not known. Listen, is she dead or isn't she? Uh, Mac, I don't know. Well, find out, Kent. Find out and call back as soon as you can. I'll wait right here by the phone and hurry, will you? It sounds like you've made
0: it Have Denine and Pemberton, the two crooked owners of the North Star Mining Company, sealed their former secretary's lips forever? And why were they willing to risk arrest in order to get her out of the way? There are startling developments yet to come. Thrilling adventures in which Clark Kent and Superman play a major part. Don't miss the next sensational installment of Superman. Tune in with us next time and follow the exciting transcription, Superman.
4: Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman!
0: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a
1: bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
0: And now, Superman, who has appeared on Earth as the champion of the weak and the oppressed. In his disguise of Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet, Superman has foiled the diabolical plans of the Yellow Mask, a maniac who thought himself emperor of the world. And now, a new adventure comes to the mild-spectacled reporter, who is known to the city room as Clark Kent. Not knowing what strange and exciting days are directly ahead, Kent listens eagerly as a photographer brings word of a fire in one of the city's largest buildings. Listen.
1: Hey, 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 Mr. White What about that fire in the Sterling Tower? Yeah, what about it? Uh, don't go, Kent Just got a phone call They think there's a girl trapped on the 20th floor What? A girl trapped? Can't they get her out? Can't reach her Mr. White Let, let me cover that story Maybe Maybe what, Kent? Oh, maybe I can do something Can I cover it? Go ahead But if the fire department can't reach her Why do you think you can? Listen, you ain't heard of half the chief Hello, Miss Lane.
5: What's all the excitement, Mike? Go
1: on, Mike. Uh, Wait, what about photographs? Who's up there? I'm going myself right away. But get this, will you? There's something phony about this fire. Phony? Yeah. Well, that's the joke I got. The fire marshal thinks maybe it's incendiary. Somebody said it on purpose. A firebug. What? Who did it? Whereabouts in the building is it?
5: Did I hear you say something about a girl? Did she do it?
1: Listen, give me a chance, will you? There's a mining company got offices up in the tower. North Star Mining Company. That's where the fire started, and they think that's where the girl is. They think. Mr. White... We're wasting time. Mike and I can grab a cab and be up there in five minutes. minutes. What's this? The store reporter
6: turning fireman?
1: Maybe he thinks he can save the girl.
6: Come on, Galahad. Yes, do hurry. When you get back, we'll have a special medal for you. Clark Kent, scoops and lights. Quit that,
1: noise. No time for fooling. On your way, Kent. Call back the minute you have anything.
6: Say, there's a hook and ladder in the street right like now. It must
1: have turned the other alarm. What do you say, Kent? Wait like my camera. We'll hop a cab. Come on. Turn that corner on two wheels. How you doing, Kent? Uh, I'm all right, Mike. Hey, look. You can see smoke in the sky up ahead. Oh, this is a fire, all right. Want to get some swell shots. Tough if that dame really is trapped. Say, speaking of dames, what's Lois Lane got against you? Uh, oh, almost hit that traffic officer. Hey, Eddie, if you got to knock somebody off, don't pick on cops. Why does she cold shoulder you, Kent? I don't know. She just seems to have taken a dislike to me. Oh, boy, I'll say she has. And I can tell you why, too. You ain't got a chance with her, Kent. No? No, no. You Ain't you heard? About that guy she says comes down from the clouds in a red cape and pulled her out of the wrecked airplane? Oh, listen, Mike. Th- there's nothing to that. No, that's what you think, kid. You just asked her. She's got a real study now. She's that way about Superman. What's the matter, Kent? Why don't you laugh? Ain't you got no sense of humor? Oh, boy, I think it's rich. Hey, here we are. Hey, this will do what I need. Find a place to park and stand by the rush back place. Hey, Mike, there's the fire, Chief. Oh, gee, look at that blaze, will you? Grab your hat, Ken. here we go. Yeah.
4: All right, stretch a line up there at the south corner. Get a hose crew under that east wall. That wall is looking mighty bad, Chief. Do the topple any minute now. So keep your eye on it, brother. We'll see if you can run a ladder up the ledge where that girl was. She's gone, Chief. Reckon she couldn't stand the heat. Hey, here comes the press. Oh, Chief. I'm Clark Kent of the Daily Planet. Don't bother me now, boys. we got our hands full. Lieutenant! Don't let your men get too close in there. Now, just watch it.
1: Okay. Yeah, Chief.
4: About that trapped girl. Is she still up there? I don't know. I haven't seen her. She must be a goner. Where are you going with that camera? Well, just getting a couple shots, Chief. Get back out of there. See me later, will you, Kent? All right, Chief. Just one thing. What about the fire being incendiary? See the fire, Marshal. He's the one to do the talking about that. Hey, Sanders! Bring that water tower to the third story. Take it fast. Take it
1: another the Hey, listen, Kent. What do you say? If we could get up on that building and cross the street, we'd have a strong angle, see? Good idea, Mike. Uh, there's a balcony up there. I'm afraid the chief won't like it. Ah, who cares? What he don't know will hurt him. Come on, kid. This is going to be good. Mike, you go ahead up there. I'm going to call the office. Didn't I hear the chief say to send in another alarm? Yeah, that makes four. Mighty big fire that takes four alarms in this man's town. Okay, kid. When you come back, look for me where you see the most smoke. Right. City room. Light. Mr. White, this is Kent. Listen, the fire's terrific. Four alarms. Four alarms, eh? What's the chief say? He won't say anything. Too busy to talk. What about the fires being incendiary?
4: Well, I haven't found the marshal yet. Mike and I just got here. I thought I'd better phone you and tell you about the four alarms. Right.
1: Now, listen, Kent. Keep phoning me whenever anything happens.
4: Mr. White, they expect the east wall to go down any second. Mike's got his camera set to watch
1: it. You tell him not to take too big a chance. And that goes for you, too, Kent.
4: Don't worry. I don't
1: take many chances. So long, Mr. White. Oh, Kent. Wait, what about the girl? The one they said was trapped on the 20th floor. Well, Mr. White, I don't know. She was in the offices of the North Star Mining Company, but where she is now, I... Uh, look, I, I'd better get back. Well, go ahead. I'll wait for your call. Hey, get ready for plates on the Sterling Tower fire. Slug it, ball goes out of the mammoth blade. Hey, right here, Kent. Out on the balcony. Come on, watch your step. Mighty thick smoke here. Can't see a thing. Well, it's a tough spot, all right. But every once in a while it clears, and boy do I get a shot. How about the wall? All set to go. Better get that hose line out of there. Hey, look! Look over there at the wall. Ain't that a crack? Look up there. Mike, you're right. I can see flames right through it. Look at the chief down there on the street. He sees it. He's calling his men back. Mike, what if it falls this way? It won't. What's the matter? Mike, look! High up. Up there above the ledge. Hey, hey, G Kent. It's her. It's that girl. Up there on the 20th floor. Mike, she's managed to get to a window. What's she going to do? Do? She can't do nothing. When I get her focus? Oh, never mind your camera. Call them down on the street. They can't see her. They don't know she's there. Hey, Chief. Hey. There, the girl at the window. It's no use, Kent. They don't hear you. They, you can't do nothing. Mike, look at her. You can see her at the window. She's trying to break the glass. That won't help her. Look, in there behind her. Flames. Watch it, Kent. up some smoke. <laughs> can't see. Where are you, Kent? Gun! Back in the balcony. Good thing that smoke came when it did. Maybe I waited too long. Too long even for Superman. I'll try anyway. Up into the smoke!
0: Hidden from the crowd by billows of dense white smoke pouring out of the burning building, Superman wings his way through the air to attempt a daring rescue of the girl trapped on the 20th floor. Flames crackle and spit like things alive as he reaches the window. One blow smashes the glass. Superman drops into the room, now a roaring inferno. Sheets of orange flame envelop him. His keen eyes search the fire gutted office. The girl is nowhere to be seen flames. Hotter than a blast furnace. Hope
1: she got back out of this. Must be inside. Where's that door? There we are. Cooler in here. Not for long. Fire's following me in. There she is, hiding in the closet. I can see her right through the door. If I wrap her in my cape, the heat won't get to her. Quick! Quick!
5: Sanders!
1: Help. Quick, you'll be all right. That's it. Hold on. Now then, back. Back, out of this. Not the way we came in. Through the flames and out and back. The tower. We just make it. Out the window. Onto the ledge. That crowd in the street. The wind has cleared the smoke. They'll surely see me this time. But it can't be helped. The wall, it's going. It's splitting. But not with us. We're away. Just in time.
4: Bust that wall, Brogan. Get those men back. It's going any second. Hey, Chief, what about that girl on the 20th floor? Anybody seen her? We can't get her. Even the extension ladders won't reach. We've tried everything. Chief, look. Up in the sky. It's a man
1: flying. No, it can't be. It is, though. We're both crazy. Look. Look
4: at him. The wall's going. Watch it. Back. Back. Everybody
0: back. 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 As one wall of the burning building collapses into the street, Superman, like a bird in flight, carries the rescue girl to safety, drops down in an alley near the fire. There, he once again assumes the guise of Clark Kent reporter. Leaving the girl for a moment, he hurries in search of an ambulance doctor. Mike, the Daily Planet photographer, spots him. Together, they return to the alley with the doctor and the battalion chief.
1: Here she is, doctor. I don't think she's badly hurt. Unconscious. She may be burned. We'll see.
4: Aren't you a reporter, Kent?
1: Yes, Chief. Daily Planet. I'm with Mike. That's right, Chief.
4: I know, but how did you happen to find this girl?
1: I uh, I was running to call my paper, and then I happened to see her staggering out of the rear of the building. Well, oh, how in the world she ever got down from the 20th floor is a mystery.
4: More than that, Kent. It's a miracle. I saw a man up there. I saw a man fly out of that window. Oh, that, that can't be. And me not there with my camera? Well, I'm not crazy, Kent. Neither is Captain Grogan.
0: We both saw him. Is she all right, Doc? Well, we won't come to for a while. Badly shot. Wait. She's coming around.
5: Oh, don't let them. They'll get away. Catch them. Stop them. I
1: can't get this. Quiet. Quiet. Stop! You don't dare! Catch
0: them! Catch them! She's out again. Here, quick. Get her in the ambulance. She's suffering from shock. Smoke poisoning.
1: Wait, Doctor. What was she talking about?
0: How should I know? You heard her, didn't you? Sounded like hysterical babbling to me. Okay, there. Coming through with the stretcher. Gangway, please. Was it hysterical babbling, or has sudden, unexplained mystery risen from the ashes of the Sterling Tower building? Who is this girl, and how did she happen to be trapped in the 20th bar office of the North Star Mining Company? Who did she want stopped and caught? Clark Kent is suspicious. Don't forget to tune in next time and follow the story of one of Superman's most exciting adventures. And remember, tune in with us next time and follow the exciting transcription, Superman!